0: and welcome to the kachats the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey, hello
1: everybody and welcome to the kachat the oh oh sorry sorry you you that go.
0: was like that was like like no you a go period oh. of 15 well, seconds wait. like this is not even believable. are we getting like some la- recording issue
1: are we getting some let la- what's going okay. on here
0: Either A, there's genuinely a recording issue, which I don't believe is happening, or The B, only podcast
1: brave enough to ask the question is, yeah. hey, what's up with cars?
0: Yeah. Or B, the joke is, I'm guessing, since we're going to the past for another moments in her story that like sort of Time
1: sort travel of... shenanigans. That's yeah. right, Lucas.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> we didn't say our names. I'm Lucas Southworth.
1: And I'm John Bishop from the future.
0: I, I guess that lines up with the joke you were... No, you'd be slightly from the past. No, you, your joke lacks some internal logic, but you know, who cares? All of them So do.
1: does time travel, Lucas.
0: That's, you know, that is true. So what are we talking about this week? <laughs> well, we had so much fun, I'm going to say, seven or eight episodes ago when we did Moments in history. Uh, that we decided to do it, but again, with different moments in her history. If you didn't listen to that one, uh, basically we are assuming a model of the Carsverse that did not evolve from humans, but, uh, paralleled human history. So events in human history, but cars. And wouldn't that be weird? And we talk about some specific ones. John and I each bring in some, and we don't know what the other one has. Wow. All right. <laughs>
1: Well, after that uh, riveting introduction, Uh I'm going to go ahead and start with my first one. Okay. Let's talk about the beheading of Mary, Queen of Scots.
0: Okay, now we did talk a decent amount just about general beheadings. uh, Oh, yeah, you're right. Last Uh,
1: episode. Let's go with, uh, (laughs) instead, (laughs) the, the death of John the Baptist.
0: Now, I don't remember. Was he beheaded? Dang it. Okay. I thought so. I was pretty. I was pretty sure.
1: All right. Uh, let's talk about instead the traitorous disciple who took his own life. That's right, Judas.
0: Again, I don't remember. I don't. Th- I don't think he beheaded himself. Did he? He
1: hanged himself.
0: Okay. We did also talk about that. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: okay. Let's talk about. Can't How many be
0: do you think you got? <laughs>
1: Uh let's talk about the execution
0: of Joan of Arc. She was burned alive, I think. Yep. Burned okay. at the stake. <laughs> okay, we did talk about that. Sure.
1: Alright, Lucas, I got one important question. Uh-huh. You decide you're going to uh murder slash execute if you want to pretend that it was justified. Uh, (laughs) A woman who has led your armies to victory because she believed she was chosen by God and you are a man who is too proud to think that that's even possible. Sure. So you decide to uh, have her burned at the stake and uh, you, you get her up there. She's burning at the stake. Typical burning at the stake death where the fumes kill her first so she isn't like on fire death. Do you believe that you would be far more convinced that you were in the right or far more worried about the implications of having been wrong, once this car Joan of Arc definitely explodes.
0: No, yeah, uh, okay. I feel like I would, ex in the cars-verse, if I'm going to catch someone on fire... I feel like I expect them to explode because as, as we sort of decided last time, we're not going with the theory that like, Oh, in olden times they were wagons, they're cars throughout all history. And these, unless we state otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like people had probably been on fire before. <laughs> so I had a general understanding that like, if people get on fire for long enough and bad enough, they get, they explode. Probably. So I don't, I don't know that it would be, it would really go either way. I feel like it would be the expected outcome, you know?
1: Okay. Now, let's talk about what would it take to change one's opinion. Do we think that the explosion would have to send shrapnel everywhere and, like, hurt the people who did this to her?
0: Now that, Or do we
1: think something along that line?
0: I I, I could see the explosion, like, hurting the people who were doing it to her. Mm Mm-hmm. I could see that convincing them in both ways, like this is God's retribution, or she summoned up the last bit of her demonic powers to get her ungodly revenge on us.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, like imagine in Castlevania, they're they're burning the wonderful doctor, and sure. then when they're doing that, uh, she explodes and her ribs launch into the bishop that decided she was going to be killed. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. Him dying. Does that make him seem like he was on the side of God or not? Murdering an innocent woman, obviously, I would say, makes him seem like he's not. But
0: Yeah, from the hey. perspective of history, either way, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But
1: Like from the perspective of history, absolutely boss move, blowing your ribs up to kill someone.
0: I mean, <laughs> that's how I want to go out. Uh, but at the time, you know... I'm gonna say that some people would quietly believe, like, oh, she was telling the truth the whole time, she was very godly, and this is a righteous retribution. But maybe they wouldn't say anything, because they didn't want to get blowed up either.
1: That is a good point. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Like, something about that goes very much in both directions. Because Fire and Brimstone... That's what God summoned to destroy some places, but also sure fire did. and brimstone. that's that's like typical demonic realm views.
0: But they made the fire, you know? like they they're the ones who start who made it about fire in the first place. So true
1: enough. What if instead of that, they do the same like method of death, which is uh, inhalation of toxic fumes. And they just, like, plug up her exhaust pipe.
0: Oof, that's dark, but, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, 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 I can see it.
0: Yeah, let's see. Do I know any other things about Joan of Arc? That's sort uh, of a the theme was... of this
1: one. Let's go for a uh, fun fact of the day. Sure, yeah. She is officially a saint.
0: Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good on is, you,
1: Catholicism. Uh nicknamed the Maid of Orleans. That's nice. Or I like pronounced... That correctly I guess
0: yeah who can say mm-hmm. uh, anyway right. yours just now quite honestly I didn't prepare enough for this one but <laughs> uh, but your uh talking about Joan of Arc did make me think of one uh which was the Salem witch trials mm-hmm
1: they're not fun fact of the day which I don't know if this could go either way because it's one method of death is oftentimes attributed to it but it wasn't that common actually uh a lot of the witch trials did not end in burning at the stake but instead being uh pressed which means oh, yeah. they had rocks laid on top of them until they suffocated or were oh, crushed
0: yeah. that is uh that I was definitely going to go there because I was going to bring up Giles Corey who was very famously pressed to death uh oh, the...
1: best closing line ever
0: yeah in the salem witch trials uh when they kept asking him to confess being a witch, he just said more weight over and mm-hmm. over again until the weight killed him. Uh, which honestly, yeah, man, good for you. Uh, but I do want to talk about how much rocks it would take to kill car.
1: See, here's the interesting thing. Yeah. The amount of rocks means basically nothing because it could be one very large rock. Yeah. But let's say, unit of measurement, if we're doing for a rock, let's say a stone is how much each of the rocks weigh. Which is? Uh, it's a unit of measurement. I want to say it's in Scotland. No, it's an English imperial unit.
0: No, yeah, I just don't know how much a stone is.
1: Fourteen yeah. pounds.
0: Fourteen pounds, got it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how many groupings of fourteen pounds before Lightning McQueen is done
0: It's unceremoniously crushed to death. Uh, I mean, more than me, certainly.
1: See, Uh, if I were to lay on top of a car, I have to imagine it would not immediately be killed.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So
1: that's at least, like, more than 12 stone.
0: Yeah, like, I guess we should start with how much stone would kill me, which, I don't know, I can survive a person laying on me. I can survive several persons laying on me, but it starts to hurt.
1: Mm, all right. I know that in order to like smash a watermelon with your thighs, you sure. have to have like 230 plus pounds of force. And that's good facts to know. And that's with your, uh, I think, femur uh-huh. being used. And that's like the strongest, thickest bone. So uh, it's got to be a lot more than that because it doesn't hurt the femur. Unless it's just Unless. pressing on your chest, which suffocates you.
0: Yeah, I think definitely it's concentrated on your chest. Uh, the when they when they press you to death. But I think we can just go ahead and skip to they would need like industrial construction equipment to like dump lots and lots and lots of rock to press Lightning McQueen to his death.
1: See, in our world, this is a thing, except it's a machine, and it's for. Like I don't know, just compacting vehicles in like Ooh. Uh, what dumps?
0: Yeah, the, garbage the good sites. old like trash compactor, but for cars that makes them into the little cube. Like from like from cars too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's the little cube, the poor sc- spy car who gets viciously murdered off screen by being <laughs> a cube.
1: Do we think the bad guys claimed that he was a witch?
0: I want to say that. Very badly, as a matter of fact. So I'm, um, yeah. Why not? He like if he's anything like Finn Lucas? McMissile, there's evidence
1: <laughs> he's able to transmogrify his body to turn himself into a shark-like creature, like good John, old
0: You know what another witch test is?
1: <laughs> Sink or swim.
0: Yeah, throw him in the water.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing, Finn McMissile. He don't. He don't float.
0: Yeah, but it's. I think it's if they just survive because if they die you're like oh, well
1: <laughs> yeah they tie you to it. a rock they tie you to a rock and then they dump you naked and if you survive you're a witch which come on
0: <laughs> yeah they just wanted to kill people and do land grabs and were also high probably on like some bad mold but
1: <laughs> So Lucas it's it's time for another fun fact of the day Yep me uh You know how in Game of Thrones, the guy does the thing where he crushes a man's skull with his bare hands?
0: I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I do know that that is a thing that happened, yes. Uh,
1: According to the NBC News, and then according to a bike helmet study published in the Journal of Neurosurgery, Pediatrics, uh, a skull crush would require 520 pounds.
0: That's an impressive amount of force that I don't know, I assume the mountain man did.
1: Mm-hmm. The mountain.
0: Yeah. Well, good for him. He's he didn't skip arm day.
1: Now let's uh let's do the calculation. That is 37.1429 stone.
0: So more than that for a car, I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't really help us with car. Uh, <laughs> but I I feel like we were on a really good little line of the spy cars are all witches, and we gotta get back there. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Uh, They clearly can uh, transmute their body to suit their environment. They have magical spells, a.k.a. bullets, built into their body. uh, Because guns
0: aren't like a classic thing.
1: Like, maybe if you want to say it's alchemy, because quite frankly, normal people don't have access to guns in this universe.
0: There's also, you mentioned him transmogrifying to be a shark, but also there's the magic disguise kit that Mater uses.
1: Mm -hmm. Illusory magic.
0: Yeah, that's classic witch stuff, is uh, changing your physical appearance.
1: And he can turn into Dracula, so there's
0: that. I don't care for it, but yeah, there is that. Okay, okay, okay. So witches... Okay, I don't know that I love this road, but it seems like maybe the Salem Witch Trials were justified in the Cars 1st We're not saying that for sure. See, here's the thing. Not even,
1: because the Salem Witch Trials said you were a witch... But they were also saying you were using witchcraft to torture other people. Finn McNissel is a hero.
0: Yeah, okay, sure. So So even if they did have real magical powers, which they very almost certainly do, mm -hmm. uh, that's still not a reason to kill these random cars.
1: And no one's able to say whether or not those powers are based on like demonic entities or if it's just a force of nature
0: yeah and i mean we did say that they got the their magic spy technology from the train deities Mm -hmm. uh which seemed to be a force of good most Mm -hmm. of the time or at least like a neutral force of some sort
1: yeah i would say the examples we've seen are either forces of neutrality or good
0: yeah so probably they can pick their own route but like i would say that doesn't mean they're you know bad. So uh, a crusher, a
1: car crusher, sure. can impart more than 150 tons of crushing force. That isn't okay. to say that it's required. Yeah. Definitely not required just to even kill, but still, that's a lot of force.
0: Yeah, that's what, 300,000 pounds? 2,000 times 150? Did I yeah. do a math good? Yeah, cool. You,
1: you did <laughs> a math good. Yeah, that's... that's... Like you said, 2 billion pounds.
0: Yeah, that's the infinite pounds of force. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think they probably did use the, uh, the good old, uh, dump, uh, car crusher in olden times, but just set it real slow, which gosh, that sounds bad. I mean, pressing someone to death in our universe is also, you know, very bad, but Mm -hmm. both are bad. Don't do it. And (laughs) because you
1: definitely were curious, that's about, uh, 21 and a half thousand stone
0: okay so we weren't going to get there going in increments of like well i could probably take 14 stone i'm glad we we skipped some steps there (laughs) yeah i do want to go back a bit to the sink or swim test because man i don't know that they would have to tie the stones to them
1: (laughs) they would just drop them and i mean here's the thing in this universe the sink or swim test really does work though because if you survive you were certainly a Finn McMissile type witch because yeah, you can breathe underwater.
0: You've done something that is super or unnatural to mm-hmm. escape the situation you've been put in, especially back in Salem witch trial days.
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't know. Probably. It's confusing knowing what kind of technology was available when cars are there, but you get what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy. So yeah, witches... Okay, so I've always been under the like slight impression that certainly it seems that there's like a little bit of psychic power in this universe. What sure. if witches are just better psychics? So like they're like normal people, just a little bit stronger.
0: Yeah, I could take that. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> sure. If we're already going to assume, and by we, I mean you are going to assume that they all cars can use some amount of psychic abilities. Why not assume some people are better at it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Now, this does bring me to a book that I've been listening to. Uh, it's one of the... Well, I've been listening to The Dresden Files, and uh, in this, the main character is, in fact, a wizard. And they explain that wizards live a very long time because their cells replicate perfectly. Well, that's nice. Which uh, basically means that when they're healing, they don't have scars afterwards because they just keep healing until it was back. How it should be rather than having defects, sure. which uh, leads me to believe that if this is what we're going by, that Mater doesn't look like Mater.
0: Meaning I think that he is like Mater must be his faking rest? his appearance. Yes. Okay.
1: Because it's, it's like the whole uh, beauty and the beast, witch scenario of it's, how people treat me not knowing my inside that matters so like he has an intentional illusion of an underclass of these rusty cars so that he can figure out the heart of people and that's why he likes lightning mcqueen so much because even though lightning mcqueen dislikes rusty cars he very very quickly develops a friendship with this major character and he learns from his mistakes, and he becomes a better person quickly, because all it takes is exposure for him to choose to be less ignorant.
0: Yeah, I dig that a lot. I think Mater, as a sort of uh, morality-testing force in the world, is about as good as anything else we've said about him.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's also why the tall tales happen, because he keeps uh, slipping up, and then Mater's like, well, I gotta punish you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've gotta we've listened man, I gotta send you over the canyon again. I know you don't like going over the canyon, but
1: Okay, just just this last time I'm going to pit you against a monster truck that is thirty feet tall.
0: These are you the know trials. What you did. These are the trials that will improve you. Mm-hmm. I will make you perfect. Ah, okay, we're getting back into spooky territory. We you shall it, be my uh,
1: Herculean uh my Herculean shoot. I don't know what to call him because, like, Hera hated Hercules, but also oh, yeah, it I was, was the say, trials.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the trials of Hercules were because Hera made Hercules go insane and murder his family. Uh, mm-hmm. But...
1: Well, that and also, like, generally Hera hated him.
0: Oh, yeah. Hera just did not care for Hercules.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why his name is Heracles. Yeah. Which probably. is hilarious because... I'm pretty sure it means, like, the pride of Hera.
0: Oops, got that one wrong, parents. John, what's your next thing? Uh,
1: Wait, have you gone?
0: Yeah, I did Salem Witch Trials. We talked about the Salem Witch Trials for 15 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Um, shoot. Uh, Y2K.
0: Okay, oh, uh, wow.
1: So, the year is uh, 1999. I'm Everybody there. is a little bit timid. The turn of the century is coming, and uh, everyone's afraid of these newfangled machines. And what's going to happen to them when their internal clocks can't handle a decimal change?
0: And you know, I haven't read a ton about this, but if you weren't aware, Y2K was not like not a real concern. Like th- there was like some reasons to be worried about it, but like people fixed it, and
1: mm-hmm. then
0: people were still worried about it. But, like, yeah. there was some stuff that could really go wrong during y 2 It was,
1: hey, we need to be worried if we don't fix this. And everyone took that to mean, it. oh, the robot apocalypse is happening. It was like, no, yeah. we just need it to be able to handle a 2 instead of a 1. Yeah, and just, technology isn't as great as it can be.
0: I you know, just need to mess with the programming of a bunch of stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. again, some stuff could go wrong, but we're going to fix it. So...
1: Like, it's gonna be fine, it's just we need to make sure that it's fine.
0: Yeah, but what would the cars be worried about going wrong in Y2K?
1: Well, a lot of cars have internal computers.
0: That's where I was going.
1: (laughs) So what if Y2K to them was a massive extinction event where they were afraid that their internal clocks could not handle it and they would
0: all just die? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I don't have uh, I think that's probably a pretty good way for us to take this for a while.
1: All right. What are apocalypse events that we have like like popular ones? There's the Y2K, there's the uh Mayan 2012 or Aztec or I don't remember which one's the right one.
0: Mayan. Uh but there's the uh Yellowstone super volcano is the one I hear about most mm-hmm. often nowadays. Uh, uh,
1: isn't like they the uh fault line that is supposed to be not actually a concern but if it were to somehow go wrong it would go catastro- catastrophically wrong like through kentucky
0: yeah i have heard something about that i've i always hear people say like oh you know kentucky's overdue for a super earthquake and i'm like you don't I don't, you're not a geologist who are you you're, you're a you, random person i've just met
1: you just threw the word super in front of earthquake
0: yeah i mean was, i'm sure that's not <laughs> a geological term but yeah i have i know what you're talking about yeah
1: your classic day after tomorrow
0: i mean global warming
1: that's what that but is that one's
0: no yeah that's what i was but like a more like realistic global warming <laughs> scenario <laughs> uh, um zombies
1: zombies of course yeah uh, nuclear fallout
0: yeah, that's <laughs> asteroid
1: okay, let's pick uh nuclear fallout for now. This has me concerned, yeah, because if nuclear weapons exist, yeah, that means there are people with nukes inside of them.
0: oh yeah, there's a lot to worry about vis-a-vis nukes uh
1: they're just people who can accidentally like fart out devastation. For the entire surface world.
0: Yeah, and I know we've talked about if missiles are sentient before and you didn't think missiles are sentient. I'm still not convinced that missiles are not sentient because they're just rockets. That's what they are. They're rockets, but they're intended to blow up and rockets are sentient.
1: But rockets also are made to transport people.
0: That's fair. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, so fine. <laughs>
1: Um, like they may be alive, but I don't know if they're sentient.
0: Uh, them being alive isn't great either.
1: <laughs> yep, because if you better. think about that, think about the fact that they're just submarines with these living creatures inside of them that want to jump out and explode the world.
0: I mean, thinking too much about the real non-sentient submarines that can destroy the world it gets me down. Uh, mm-hmm. so thinking about the living ones and the cars first. Yeah. Isn't
1: going to be much better. Okay, so there are a bunch of creatures underwater who have parasites inside of them that can blow up the world. Yeah. That's just something we have to live with.
0: Yeah, bad.
1: What happens if one of them gets sick?
0: You what know, happens if one of them gets Y2K'd? Yep.
1: A good Y2K'ing would, <laughs> I don't know, destroy the entirety of uh, the surface world and leave just like uh, nuclear fallout. Uh, ridden ocean.
0: Yeah, it's not good, especially seeing as the ocean is like, sentient people live there, it seems, in Mm -hmm. like a way in this universe.
1: Huh. What if the entire world got Y2K'd by these parasitic nuclear bombs? Yeah. And that resulted in not a city, but the world of Atlantis.
0: So more of a water world situation.
1: (laughs) Yes, but without it being uh the same sort of oh global warming has made the water rise which made the world gone it's no it's just same amount of uh well almost same amount of like land it's just poison everything's poison
0: everything's poison yeah that wouldn't be good although i will say when you did bring up y2k i was going more of like a full skynet Slash, in this universe, what would be akin to a zombie uprising. That is a good
1: point. What uh, if the uh, Terminator zombie apocalypse happened?
0: Yeah, like Y2K somehow, at least the perception is that Y2K can lead to the computer parts of the car brain taking over and revolting, is what my thought was which, hmm. if we go Terminator-wise, still results in a nuclear uh, <laughs> nuclear <laughs> holocaust. But... See, from what, I
1: was, from what I understand about Y2K, the fear was that essentially all of the economy would be null and void, and anything protecting nuclear launch codes and uh, nuclear launches in general would also be null and void and might just launch them indiscriminately. So, sure. like, it was a nuclear wasteland and economic crisis type fear. I don't know how many people thought the uh, computers were going to take over.
0: Yeah, but I could see, in our universe, people didn't have computers in their brains. True. I could see the fear and panic really spiraling to a much worse place in the Carsverse is what I was going for.
1: Okay. Do we think that the fear was that they would turn into monsters controlled by the computer? Or do we think that it would just break their brains? I like, think both still would... could result in zombies like bath salt level zombies of, oh, I'm going to eat flesh because I'm out my mind.
0: Yeah, uh, I could see both being fears. I was imagining more of like a sophisticated like Skynet takeover. Like the computers are like, ah, now's the time. We're the cars now.
1: We are become the captain of your brain.
0: Yeah, that's an amalgamation of two quotes. Uh...
1: (laughs) Nice. All right. So here's the thing.
0: Tell me the thing, Johnny.
1: When people talk about zombies. Yeah. There are a lot of different things you could be talking about. But for the most part, it's very common to think, oh, Romero zombies. The slow, shambling, everyone except for like 1% of the world zombies. In this world... If that were to happen, they're still not gonna be
0: slow. Yeah, they—they they would. They would very much be the who has fast zombies. Twenty-eight days later, do they have fast zombies? Uh, I am Legend. I am Legend has fast zombies. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that would be bad.
1: <laughs> That'd be very bad. But also, if there is some amount of like flesh dissolving and whatnot, do we think the tires would be an issue?
0: Okay, so you're talking, like, uh, the same sort of, like, degradation that zombies go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would that manifest in car? I mean, my first thought is, of course, the rust, rusty cars.
1: The rust, the parts falling off.
0: If they were to degrade in a same in a similar way to, like, the uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead uh, zombies, I could see their tires getting messed up being a way to force them into more slow zombies, which Mm -hmm. could be an interesting one-to-one there way. We could get slow zombies in the cars first, or at least comparatively slow zombies. Mm -hmm.
1: And you have to imagine that even if they're like the fast zombies, that once the, uh, once the tires are blown or anything that they're not going to know how to change them.
0: Oh yeah. Fully they're They're mindless. Although I did just think of, You know how in, I haven't seen this movie, it's like the single fact I know about World War Z is that they build a big, big wall and then they do a zombie pile over it. But in this world, plane can be zombie, yeah? And helicopter can be zombie.
1: And also submarine can be zombie.
0: Yeah, so like, I don't know how we keep zombie out in this world.
1: There is no keep zombie out. There is only escape.
0: Escape to Mars.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So only the, like, 1% that are rockets can survive.
0: You know? Yeah, go rebuild car society. I I Mm -hmm. can dig it.
1: What if that's how cars happened?
0: Okay, you're gonna have to walk me through it. Uh...
1: Imagine, if you will, that it's 1999. Y2K fever is at its peak, and it's just about to be midnight. All of a sudden, the bell chimes. Everyone's partying. And then you hear some screams. Wait a minute. That's not a scream. That's that's a screech. That's the screech of tires.
0: Okay. What
1: What's going on? You look outside and you see cars just going everywhere, going crazy, almost as if the, the computer in each of their brains has been taken over by some sort of creature. Or, or next thing you know, it's a year later and you're one of the very small amount of humans left after the uprising of the vehicles. Y2K has taken its toll on the world, and its toll was in human blood, for the vehicles have become the supreme being. They are on the top of the food chain, and you you can only hope that they don't choose to hunt you down and eat you? Huh.
0: Yeah, you lost it a little at the end there from just my my and the audience sensing your uh, your unsureness. But, yeah, that's bad. That could be. Yes, why not? Origin Stories, Y2K, we did it. You can stop requesting it, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that does both the idea... Of cars eating humans, and earlier you did mention car zombies seeking flesh. So, this does oddly enough bring me to this week's question from Liz. Okay, yeah, if you don't know, both of our significant others are named Elizabeth. They ask us questions, we don't tell you which is which, but it's pretty obvious as to the joke. But this week, when I was brainstorming for this session, Liz brought up the Donner Party. Now you know the story of the Donner Party, yes?
1: Yep, they were lost, I believe, on a mountain, and then they yeah. ate each other.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much the long and short of it. They were uh, trying to make it out west to California uh, and got lost in the mountains during the winter, and several of them froze to death. Which is something else we're gonna have to talk about vis a vis the Donner Party and the cars first. But mm. the main, the headline is several resorted to cannibalism of the other dead members of their party so cars
1: all right so we've talked many times about how we believe that there's some sort of squishy bit inside of an exosuit yeah meaning that if they were to eat their fellow man do we think that they eat both the squishy bit and the metal or is it a crab situation where you get to crack them open And suck out the juicy meat.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like an oyster situation, uh, clam. Uh, Yeah, we know. Okay, what do we know? What do we know cars have to eat? We know they have to consume fuel uh, and oil. Mm -hmm. So that could be a big part of it, is that they just sort of siphon the remaining liquids from them. Okay. but we do see them eat like people food also. True. Which is a shame that we see that. Not for us, but for you all, I guess. Because it mm-hmm. gives us content, but you have to think about it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess they would maybe crack them open and eat and suck out the gooey, ooey, gooey, squishy bit. Like, uh, like it was an oyster or a clam or a crab, as you so aptly put. Mm-hmm. But that does bring up the question of how do they... How do they do that, especially when there's like just a series of pioneers in the California West?
1: Well, one thing that you do when you're uh exploring a mountain in the winter is you bring a uh, a pick okay, so I'm thinking you just gotta get right into that eye window and then you <laughs> oh, just. God. You just pull it back. You just rip yeah. the scalp off, and you just suck the juices.
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking just you just crack the windshield and go through the windshield. Uh, mm-hmm. When you said that, I think that could equally work, or even just I we've assumed most of the time that the eyes are a part of the squishy bit protected by the windshield. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Just shove the pick in there, and just I don't know, fork it on out of there. Yep. I don't like this. You just stick
1: your gigantic mouth over their eyes, and you just...
0: Man, that's a noise that's recorded on the internet now. Are you okay (laughs) okay with that? Jeez. I am. Okay, that's your choice as a red-blooded American. I'm not gonna edit it down at all. I'm going to normalize all the levels except right there. Uh, (laughs) But... Yeah, so we think they siphon the fuel. We think they eat the squishy bit in a terrifying, terrifying manner. Do they do anything with the metal?
1: Uh, It depends. Do, if if we think that they need to eat metal, which I don't think they need to do because it seems like just things they have replaced, then they would have to just, I don't know, soften it up, and then maybe it's like a marrow-type situation where you yeah. you cook it into the soup, but you don't necessarily eat the bone.
0: Yeah, uh, the only evidence I think we have cited before that they eat metal is that, like, one sushi place had a sign that had a bolt, uh, a nut on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, that could just be, like, a cutesy, clever way of, like, being like, yeah, we're cars. Mm -hmm. So, you get it.
1: (laughs) Makes sense, makes sense. I think they're just going to go for the squishy bit.
0: Yeah, they're going to go for the squishy bit, siphon the fuel, but... The other side of that is a lot of them froze to death.
1: See, if we're talking about they need the the internal juices, then one thing that cars need antifreeze. is antifreeze. Yeah, I was right so there. So that's another juice they're gonna go for, is that thing that I didn't know to check in my first car that ended up having my engine melt.
0: Womp womp. <laughs> yep. They should call it anti-melt then. That's yeah. the opposite of what the name implies uh <laughs> but...
1: well i had i was out of coolant it's just i was out of a fluid
0: yeah okay well what are you gonna do replace your coolant but mm-hmm. but the cars already have the antifreeze is the thing so how do they freeze in the first place
1: some of them probably ran out of antifreeze
0: yeah they weren't stocked for the trip through the treacherous sierra nevada mountains Mm-hmm. but yeah that sucks
1: <laughs> yep what are you yeah. gonna do <laughs> except for guest guess freeze
0: but the idea of the oregon trail did sort of set me spinning on just the idea of like exploration and expansion in general mm-hmm. i'm not i don't want to get into who built the roads because that's a whole other thing uh, about infrastructure Lucas... but i want to talk about pre-roads
1: super important question yeah. How car Ford River?
0: Yeah, that's sort of what I'm getting at like before bridge before road through forest how do they get through forest? How do they how do they caulk their wagon as it were to get down uh, I want to say the Columbia River was the final little bit of the Oregon Trail game.
1: See what what happens is is that when it's really rainy, yeah. and you like drive over too much of a big puddle. Mm-hmm. That can wreck all your stuff in your car. Yeah. Now imagine it's a it's a river.
0: Yeah, I think they would go for the uh the take the ferry option on the Oregon Trail most of the time. Mhm. But okay, caulking your wagon was like sealing it to any water getting in. Mm-hmm. And then floating it down the river,
1: and hoping that your oxen won't drown.
0: No, a lot of times they killed their ox and made the glue, the caulk out of them. Apparently. Ah, uh, uh, yeah,
1: okay, yep, yep. Is the is
0: Yeah, is messed up, but I mean, I don't know. I get it. Uh, so, would car float down the the Great Columbia River if it were sealed off from water in a decent way? With the air trapped inside it?
1: Um. No.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so. But I, I thought mean, I'd bring it up.
1: If we're talking an older car, certainly not. If we're talking like a Finn McMissile, obviously.
0: Yeah. And I guess they make the caulk out of tractors, which is no good. But they also wouldn't need the oxen to pull anything because they're the thing. Oh, man, it's a. <laughs> Twisted right. web we weave.
1: Oregon Trail, but you yeah. are your oxen.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that they pull a trailer or or something behind them, which we decided were horses. Jeez, okay. Uh, <laughs> They're pulling
1: their horses.
0: Yeah, which is what we sort of decided horses would be. They would be more of a beast of burden than a means of transportation.
1: Boy, howdy.
0: Yeah. How do they get over river before bridge? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, they're cars. So realistic answer, if that was a thing, I have to assume they just drove until they could get around it.
0: Yeah, or like built uh, only way you could get over is you build a raft or ferry or something. Somehow, somehow. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair, man. But how do car get through forest?
1: Uh, car get through forest by uh, having Going
0: around forest.
1: <laughs> Maru decide. To augment them and make them tree cutter.
0: Yeah, I can't either it's like send in small small car slash like uh forklift to explore forest or just cut down forest. Car can't make it through forest without path. So
1: make path.
0: Yeah. That's 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 all I got.
1: Bulldozers?
0: Yeah, they would need like industrial again. I don't remember what the... Oh, about murdering cars through putting rocks on them. That's what I mentioned, industrial construction equipment earlier. But once again, they would need industrial construction equipment to, mm-hmm. you know, explore and expand areas that these specific cars weren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Why not?
1: <laughs> so Lewis and Clark, just construction equipment. That's it.
0: I can dig that. It also paints a very clear picture of like, you know, colonialism as destroying the lands they go to you know i'm always good good to go with that kind of picture Mm -hmm.
1: it's it's a message that it's very comfortable with sharing
0: (laughs) yeah all right that's all i got vis-a-vis expansion exploration and the donner party you got another one
1: well i think it's time we talk about it
0: okay i'm ready
1: george washington's teeth
0: (sighs) okay we've been putting it off since episode one you know Mm -hmm. um but I guess it's finally time.
1: So George Washington, yeah, the man had some teeth, but well, they weren't teeth, teeth.
0: Yeah, famously, he didn't have teeth. As a matter he, of fact,
1: he didn't have his teeth, but yeah. he did have teeth. Well, want to talk about what kind of teeth he had?
0: They were like they were bone, right? They were ivory or something.
1: They were wood and ivory.
0: Yeah, wooden and ivory. So we can get to wood in the cars first.
1: Yeah, but where where do ivory come from?
0: No, yeah, that's the issue. I think we need to decide, are car teeth, when they have them, just like human teeth? Because Mater has individual teeth, but we have discussed before that it seems Lightning McQueen just has one big top tooth and one big bottom tooth.
1: I think it's a situation where teeth are different for everyone. You know? So... Yeah. What to ivory from?
0: Well, the only exposed bone we've seen is, in fact, other teeth. If it is, in fact, a bone and not part of their mechanics.
1: So one problem with ivory yeah. is that people will hunt down elephant, rhino, and steal horn. Yes. Sometimes, to, sometimes kill animal to do so, sometimes just maim them. Yes. Yeah. So is our theory that there's some sort of elephant or rhino equivalent... Or is our theory that there's some sort of creature that they kill just to steal their teeth?
0: I mean, that's sort of what ivory poaching is with the horns, Mm -hmm. just a different part. But, yeah, I I don't know how we can justify a giant bone ivory horn on a car, you know? Mm. So I think it may have to be the teeth.
1: It may have to be the teeth. Which has me thinking, is there a single creature on this planet that isn't human that we could take the teeth from and put in a human mouth and it not be the worst thing ever?
0: Uh, Okay. No.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We are agreed. (laughs) Cool. Best I could think of is like, okay, we find, I guess, a monkey? Yeah. And then we like file the teeth to be more human-like and then just never tell the person they've got monkey teeth.
0: Yeah. I think it's the best thing to do. And this is also not great, but like use a much like an organ donor, a teeth donor mm. uh, after they've passed or I don't know, once they've lost them or something, I don't know how teeth work. I don't know if you could then put them in someone else's. Why couldn't you just put them back? I guess, uh, <laughs>
1: Well, good point.
0: <laughs> yeah. I do want to confirm, though, as probably is assumed, but uh, I did look up the tractors, and they have teeth as well, which, like, I don't know, again, probably assumed, but we do know that other, other non-sentient beings have teeth for them to steal, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. George Washington yeah. lived in a time where I have to imagine that technology... And society and all that jazz was far less capable of using things like enamel to just make teeth, yeah, and uh, carving tools that can make very specific, more human. But I guess with the parentheses cars thing, uh, teeth. So I guess what I'm saying is. Yeah. There's a lot to think about that's very troubling with trying to imagine his teeth. Not the least of which being that it's probably just other person slash creature's teeth that was stolen. Yeah. But what if it was just wood? And if it I, is just wood, how do you make that not terrible?
0: I mean, I don't know that they succeeded at making his teeth good in our universe. <laughs> good uh, point. I think I've read something about them being like, very uncomfortable for him or something. I think he uh, had
1: famously terrible breath.
0: Yeah, because he's got just, you know, rhino bones or something inside his mouth. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think they would succeed at making it not terrible. But I guess it might, if it is, like we were saying, the Lightning McQueen style, one big one big up tooth, one big down tooth, then, I don't know, I would be easier I guess
1: maybe maybe easier maybe harder but at the same time it makes me think it's got to be so hard to not lose your teeth because you've got two of them and if you get a tiny little cavity in one spot of your tooth that could ruin your whole tooth and you've only got two of them
0: yeah that's not good I did just okay so the fact that we see most cars have the very flat teeth to me implies that they're vegetarians, yeah? Like you don't need canine, you don't if you don't have things to rip and tear meat, then you don't eat much meat, which is great. But we do as I mentioned have one character who has articulated teeth. Uh are you, you trying to
1: are you trying to uh point out the fact that there is one probable carnivore and that it is in fact the deity Tomater.
0: Yeah, that is where I was I was sort of rambling up to is that Mater is the only one who I can see it might be possible eats meat and gosh, I don't care for that.
1: And he's also the only one with just a yard of body parts. Okay, yeah. And he's also mm. the one who leads people to their near death and to discover body part graveyards.
0: Seems we're back on cannibalism, huh, John?
1: Auto cannibalism.
0: Hey, but not that, not that auto cannibalism. So, okay.
1: Mater has divine powers. Yes. This is and assumed also, at
0: this point. also
1: probably eats other cars. Yeah, which like, is helped by the fact that he's got the predator hook.
0: Yeah, there's he is the he might be the apex predator in this universe. Oh boy, <sighs> he's the top of the food chain, huh? Hmm.
1: Maybe that explains his like rusty body and whatnot, and his like body just being in a lower uh, state of quality is because he's been trying to not eat people.
0: Well, and actually, eating people is not healthy. Uh, it is if I, you're
1: designed to do it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But if you're not eating another person, does send some chemicals into your brain that is very bad.
1: Especially if you eat the brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it may it's it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So either a, it's evidence that he's been starving himself from what he is designed to eat, or b. is very much not designed to eat other cars but he sure finds a way to do it anyway
1: he gave himself those split teeth so that he'd be better at it and he used his hook to do it which is why they're all janky
0: yeah and i'm looking at a picture of tomater and darn it if those two protruding buck teeth don't seem like they'd be good at scooping stuff out
1: Mm Mm-hmm. breaking through (sighs) that glass to get at the the gushy bit
0: and we're ignoring that he's also a vampire at this point. <laughs> he is a witch
1: vampire who's got more powerful witch friends, and he's friends with one of the trained deities. But he's See, also he enemies have... with another trained deity.
0: Yeah, when he is vampire mater, he does have sharp teeth, as you might ex- uh, might assume. Mm-hmm. Ugh, <sighs> jeez. We've gotten to Mater is a actual vampire before, but not to Mater also just in his off time murders and eats other cars. We've gotten to Mater murders other cars in his off time.
1: Mater seems to be (laughs) some sort of deity who survives by eating the flesh of other vehicles.
0: Yeah, you remember when we were like Mater is like a force for good. He really just checks the morality in others. I don't know that the, those two worldviews about tomater Mater can coexist, so you go ahead and choose your favorite. Uh, those uh, he
1: judges as not capable of being saved or fixed, he eats.
0: Any other teeth-based horror? Um. I mean, baby teeth. The teeth have to fall out.
1: Dang, do you think that there's just a period in their life where they only have their top or bottom tooth?
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I was getting, which isn't great.
1: Or what if? The- their baby teeth are a bunch of teeth. Those fall out. And that's why Mater still has his baby, air quotes, teeth. Because he's a deity who lives so yeah. very long.
0: Okay. Or it could be the opposite. That he is an ancient being who has uh, is the only one who's been around long enough to receive his adult teeth.
1: Hmm. Neat.
0: All I know is that the pay- payoff from the Tooth Fairy has to be pretty choice if you <laughs> lose... Half of your teeth in at once. Like, mm-hmm. like a, a buck a tooth isn't going to cut it, you know?
1: See, at one point in time, I did get, in fact, $20 for a tooth.
0: Oh, there you go. That's pretty good.
1: Of course, it was not because it fell out naturally and uh, my parents were just feeling absurdly generous. No, it was because... I had a somewhat loose tooth that was not ready to come out. I ah. was poking at it. My dad said, hey, let me see that. I said, no. And then he said, I'm not going to pull it. And he did, in fact, pull it.
0: Yeah, that's sort of what I was I was uh, assuming the story would go to.
1: And I did get a dollar for every minute I bled.
0: <laughs> okay, good stuff, man.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, it was very painful, and develop it uh, caused me to develop some trust issues.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see why. <laughs> the trust issues may have been a bit helpful in that situation.
1: Yep. Uh, so sometimes a kid says no, and you want to say, "How dare you? You are my child." Uh, you do not get to say no, but maybe it's because the child knows what you're about to do and also knows that the tooth isn't ready.
0: Yeah, the child knows what the tooth feels like in their mouth. Maybe maybe listen to them. Mm-hmm.
1: If the child feels like the roots are still pretty strong, that might be important. Uh, Just
0: horrifying stuff, man. I'm glad that yep. didn't happen to me. I did lose, uh, like, not in the... I. You know, they fell out of my head and then I lost them. Uh, before I could get them to the pillow, mm. uh, multiple times. I think once, once I was at like a daycare or something, or I was being babysat or something, and whoever was in charge of me wrote me a note that I was supposed to give to the tooth fairy, and they like signed it, and they're like, "Hey, he lost his tooth. Trust him." <laughs> uh, and the other time, I drew a picture of myself without the tooth to prove that I didn't have the tooth. And both of those seem to work fine. Uh, so if you <laughs> if you ever need to scam the Tooth Fairy, she's pretty trusting. See, what if it's a...
1: The the Tooth Fairy is a fairy, so maybe the providing evidence was enough for the Tooth Fairy to then check and find mm. that, oh, yes, uh, there was a tooth there and it is now missing.
0: But I feel like the thing is, the Tooth Fairy wants the teeth, right? She didn't get her teeth.
1: mm I feel like the Tooth Fairy just wants to make sure that you get rid of the tooth mm, so that okay. you can grow because it's like a force of nature of, hey, I'm helping you grow.
0: No, I never assumed that. I always assumed that the Tooth Fairy was just a, a freak who wanted teeth <laughs> and was uh, willing to pay out a premium for them.
1: Fair enough.
0: Makes sense. Yes. Sure. That can be one of our moments in Herstory, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> throughout all of her
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we do have to... What would the Tooth Fairy look like in the cars first, now that we've brought it up?
1: Uh, a very, very small, but also exactly the same size Tow mater.
0: Yeah, with wings. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Please tell me you know why I say this. I can't think of it. I The image of a very small Tow mater is very familiar to me. Why do you say it?
1: Larry the Cable Guy did, in fact, play the Tooth Fairy.
0: Oh, in what? The Rise of the Guardians or something? No,
1: I think it was just like... The Tooth Fairy Two.
0: Okay, why not?
1: Sure. In one of them, in one of them, uh, it was the Rock, and the other one it was Larry the Cable Guy. It is in oh, fact yeah, Tooth Fairy yeah. Two.
0: Okay, well, there you go. We have we have the evidence. Uh, I'd say he's probably still blue in this version, more, a bit more pristine. It looks got, like,
1: like he would be pink because Larry the Cable Guy is wearing his typical getup, but it's pink.
0: Well, ain't that nice? So sure. <laughs> Uh, pink tomater small wings uh yeah that's that's the tooth fairy all right that seems like a good place as any to end this one. do. So, thank you all so much for listening uh we really really appreciate it especially when we talk about the tooth fairy and the cars first for a while we get it uh but if you want to send us better stuff to talk about in our next moments in history. Or you want to suggest an origin story or an autobiography, or you just are like, hey, what's this like in cars? You can do that. You have the power. And we really like it when you do that because we're bad at this. So you can uh, send those things to our email, uh, which is thekachat at gmail.com, or you can tweet uh, at us or DM us on Twitter. Uh, which is at the Kachat. Both of those are all one word, no hyphen. Now John says stuff, go.
1: Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and tell anyone and everyone about our show that you think might want to listen. And also just a shout out to New Zealand. I see that you're rising up in the ranks there and uh, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, let's go. Kiwis, is that the the like thing for... The bird? I think that they're... Since I don't know, I'm going to cut it out, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or look it up but if you are called kiwis then it's still in so thank you but if you're not you'll never have heard this anyway i'm lucas Southworth.
1: and i'm john bishop
0: and until next week don't forget to float like a cadillac
1: and sting like a beamer